the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com, chief market strategist. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um, interesting days we live in, huh? Sure are. <laughs> Your page one, which is the very first thing that I read in the morning, it quotes Maxwell the pig from the Geico commercial. Got to tell you, I love that. <laughs> Every time I see that little pig, I smile. So how did you pull Maxwell the pig into the stock market? Well, I smile too every time I think of that commercial, but I also realize just how insane it is to, uh, you know, think that there's a pig hanging out the window holding a pinwheel, you know, yelling, we as the tired mom drives down the road. And, you know, as I looked at what was going on yesterday in the in the market and how we bounced back so quickly from what took place on Friday, I just thought it was kind of insane, frankly. And I was trying to come up with some imagery that would sort of put that into perspective. And I kept coming back to that Geico commercial where you've got Maxwell leaning out just yelling, we, you know, we, over and over again, yeah. seemingly oblivious to everything else going on, just having a whole lot of fun. Uh, and that's kind of how the stock market's uh, behaving these days. It's just kind of oblivious to to everything, it seems, and just keeps having fun as long as central banks around the world keep providing uh, the fun with uh, new policy stimulus. That was yesterday. We saw something kind of out of China, uh, talking about more stimulus, and Wall Street just loves it. Or maybe that was Friday. Like Some of these days start blending together of what is stimulus, what is not stimulus, what is easy and what is not. Yeah. But um, it seems to be worldwide. Does that take the power out of what the central banks are trying to do worldwide? Well, no, I think I think what we're seeing these uh, equity markets around the, the world, uh, the, the manner in which they continue to operate is just that they, they remain wholly fixated on this promise of accommodative monetary policy. Um, now, the Federal Reserve, of course, has been – uh, talking about the prospect of raising interest rates, it hasn't done it yet, um, and it continues to emphasize that it remains data dependent. And because it is, uh, the market here uh, still does not fear uh, any type of imminent uh, rate hike. So it's kind of just riding this uh, policy at the zero bound for as, as long as it's you know worth, and it's taking it for a real ride. Um, because you know the underlying message from all of this from these central banks around the world is just they want 
you know, people to be buying these risk assets. Um, they want them uh, to essentially achieve capital gains and ultimately to take those capital gains and start, you know, invest, uh, you know, spending them, if you will, to help uh, drive stronger levels of economic growth that would ultimately help drive employment growth and creating a, a more fortuitous cycle uh, that would then ultimately enable them to get out of this game of providing all this policy stimulus. Um, we haven't seen the commensurate pickup yet in the economic data around the globe, though, that would suggest these central banks can call it quits. Uh, in fact, many are, are you know, putting their pedal to the metal, driving that car down the road that's, uh, you know, letting Maxwell just keeps, you know, screaming we uh, with every little thing that comes their, its way, whether it's good news or bad news. It's just all a lot of fun right now, and, uh, and it's really becoming concerning, I think, uh, to see this um, – heightened level of complacency, if you will, within the markets and kind of really just in um, uh, ignoring the underlying fundamentals of, you know, weak earnings growth uh, that uh, just hasn't factored in much right now. I'm not calling you a killjoy because I don't think you are, but it's times you have to feel that way. It's People want things to always go up because that seems like it's expanding our 401k. Um, what does work over time is earnings. How are earnings going this season so far? Because I think we're pretty still young into it. Yeah. Well, per usual, they're coming in better than expected. Um, you know, analysts often cut their numbers uh, just you know ahead of the re- actual reporting period. It lowers the bars, and then lo and behold, the companies come in and they report um, results that are ahead of those expectations. Uh, they might actually be below the original expectations, but the narrative becomes that the earnings are better than expected. Uh, the latest uh, data I saw at S&P Capital IQ um, showed that uh, S&P 500 earnings were running uh, down about 2.4%, I believe, for the first quarter, which is an improvement from the, um, I think it was a, a 3.2% decline that was projected, you know, when the reporting period started. But what's more intriguing to me is really the, the disappointment you're seeing on the top line. Um, while more companies are beating earnings estimates, uh, fewer than half the companies that have reported have actually topped uh, revenue estimates, uh, and many continue to report year-over-year revenue declines, which is, uh, you know, essentially a signal of the, you know, the weak aggregate demand we're seeing still around the globe. Weak aggregate demand. Um, the cheaper price of oil is it still helping? Is it still a headwind or a tailwind? Where's oil taking us at this point? Yeah, it's really, that's a perplexing question. I mean, it should uh, ultimately help things along, and yet we're not seeing that uh, uh, show up in the data yet. You know, it hasn't been that, uh, you know, a so-called flow-through effect, really, where you're seeing the pickup, uh, strong pickup in consumer spending that's being produced by these, by the savings that are gained through lower uh, gas prices. Um, it may come still. I mean, and I think that that's in part why the market is showing some resilience here, because it continues to, uh, favor that six-month time horizon, which, you know, it continues to believe is going to be better than what it sees today. And part of that is because of the expected flow-through effect of lower gas prices and rising levels of employment. Um, but again, it's, you know, it's not showing up in the here and now in the data, um, and, um, and that continues to be, you know, somewhat perplexing uh, as to what's going on there. But you're still seeing consumers show a propensity uh, to save money, actually, rather than spend it willingly. We're moving into an election year, and there was a headline out there saying Hillary Clinton wants to topple the 
and she thanked Elizabeth Warren for making her more left on Wall Street banks. Any thoughts on how 2016, because we're already almost halfway through 2015, which is weird to say out loud, anything that we should be looking forward to in 2016, especially with the uh, the populist vote, per se? Well, uh, it, admittedly, you know, hard to say. I mean, we don't really know yet who the actual candidates are going to be on either the Republican side or the Democratic side, and I think we need to let that take shape before you can really go out on a limb and start uh, thinking how, you know, 2016 is going to play out relative to the political landscape. Um, you know, we do know that a change is coming, you know, by way of our Constitution, it has to come. So um, and the question is, you know, will we ultimately have a Republican in the White House with a Republican-controlled Congress, um, or will we continue to have this split that we have uh, today, uh, which, um, you know, has been good and bad um, in a number of respects. So, um, so I'm not uh, out there just yet looking at uh, the impact of the political scene on the stock market in 2016, but that will round into form here probably, you know, as we move into uh, into the latter half of the year in terms of how I'm I'm going to be looking at things. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Briefing.com Chief Market Strategist. Um, what's the strategy going to be when Greece has to face the music because it seems inevitable that they're going to fail on their budget, and it seems inevitable that Germany's going to, you know, continue to stand firm and, and demand that they participate in cut, cut, cut. Uh, will the headline risk be more than the actual risk? Gosh, that's a really hard question, Rob, and I wish I had a, a real good answer for you. I mean, I think that uh, I don't want to, again, sound like a total killjoy, but, uh, you know, as we kind of harken back to sort of, you know, people thought uh, letting Lehman go under, you know, could be sort of a contained crisis, if you will, and that ultimately snowballed, and and, uh, and a lot of cockroaches came out of the corners, um, and we had a really bad situation because of it. The narrative right now is that the market believes that Greece can – you know, essentially uh, default and if not exit the Eurozone, um, and still everything is going to be sort of okay. Um, it's it's really hard to believe that, frankly, um, because there's so much uh, tied up within that currency union about the success of it um, over the longer term. And this is really going to rock the boat, I think, if we get to a point where the, quote, worst-case scenario, which has not been allowed to unfold for many years now, does in fact unfold because it'll be a new dynamic that the market's going to have to deal with. Larry Fink, he's the CEO of BlackRock, said something I thought pretty fascinating on Bloomberg the other day. He referred to, he said, contemporary art and luxury apartments are the new gold. I've never really liked gold because I'm a Generation Xer and I kind of hide behind that, that it doesn't have a job, that it's not gold 2.0, that it's not the hedge that it used to be, that a lot of simple investors see a commercial on Fox, get scared and buy gold and pay up a huge markup. What do you think about Larry Fink's contemporary art and luxury apartments of the new gold? Because I, I get it. Yeah, you know, I get it too. And I think it just reflects just how uh, far out the uh, the yield-seeking curve people are forced to go. Um, to, you know, um, they're looking at stocks now that are kind of like the upper bounds of valuations and not really liking it, but they're almost – having to go there if they don't go to these alternative investments because yields on fixed income securities are so low. And, uh, and I think when you get people chasing um, those alternative assets, um, 
you get that misallocation of capital people talk about um, that comes back to bite people. So um, the fact that there's a lot of interest in those alternative assets right now is another worrisome sign here as we're sitting uh, up near these all-time highs and uh, the market continues to look past you know, bad news. Gotcha. Thank you very much. It's Patrick O'Hare, Briefing.com. It's a great source for U.S. and international investment insights into the markets and economies. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.